Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast where we talk about all the news and other stuff surrounding Blizzard games. We also watch them a lot. Hi, I'm Ann Stickney. I'm not the usual host, but I am filling in as a host today and I've got my usual co-host with me. That would be Matt Rossi. Hey Rossi, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. I'm playing a lot of Diablo 3. Um, my wife uh, worked out a trick that I had managed to miss and oh. got me some... some up. If you take your legendary drop Okay. And you take it to Kanai's Cube to reforge it. Uh, you can reforge a legendary to an ancient legendary. Like it might go because it rerolls the stats every time you do it. It just straight up gives the the weapon a reroll. Oh. So if you've got the mats, you can put it in there and hit the uh, transmute button, and it'll reroll the item, and it can reroll it to ancient legendary. So if you get oh, that's the drop I want. But it's just a legendary, and I it's not an upgrade unless I get it to ancient legendary. Go to the cube, and if you've got the materials, uh, stick it in there and give it a couple of shots, because it can happen. It took me five rolls, but I got the mace I needed to the ancient legendary that I needed it to be, so I could switch to it. Oh, and how many do you have now? Oh, bloody heck. Um, how many, what, the how ancient, much material? How many? The ancient legendaries. The oh, special um, ones. let's see, one, two, three... Yeah, three. I've got three right now. I'm still too dependent on my set bonus to switch away. Okay, that's what I was but, wondering. Yeah, I'm, but I do have three right now. Actually, I've got three, but I've got four, really, because I've got a Primal Ancient, because I managed to break Greater Rift uh, 70 the other day, solo, and you get a, a guaranteed Primal Ancient. So I've got one Primal Ancient uh, in my bank. I'm not using it because, again, I, I can't break away from my set bonus Does yet. that count towards the special thingy, or is it just the Ancient yeah. Legendaries? No, primal ancients are 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 better ancients. Basically. Okay, they but count, it counts yeah. towards the season yep. thingy. Okay, yeah, they absolutely do. Cool. Uh, the, the primals aren't that much better than ancients. The, the deal with a primate is primal is all your rolls on it are maxed. It can it still can be random in terms of what you get. Like you know, it can have boost to this versus resistance to that kind of thing. 
but it's everything is as good as it can be. All the stats are as strong as they can be. Um, all the sockets are the most amount of sockets you can have. So it's it's better. It's just not so much better. Like you know, if you have the the I, I have the primal ancient Curial's might breastplate. So it's got three sockets, and it's got you know all this the strength and vitality and resistances are all. Doesn't Terriel need that? Why did you take that? He gave it to me. It was in oh, a box. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> he gave it to me. He, he wasn't using it, I guess. <laughs> no, he just he, he doesn't wear a breastplate. If you if you notice, you look at him. He's wearing a robe. I don't know what his deal is, but he does not wear a breastplate. I and still he got tired of carrying all that heavy stuff. Well, you saw the cinematic when uh when Malthiel shows up and he's like, "You've done service, and you should all run." Yes. So um, I think he wants to be able to run as fast as he can when certain circumstances happen. Because, I mean, let's face it. I do all the heavy lifting. Tyrael shows up, makes speeches, and he's like, you must go destroy Diablo. I was like, "Uh, you're right here. You are standing next to me. I'm going to be tired after I open the door. Are you kidding me? You, you're going to open the door, and then you're you're all tired, and you need a nap. I got to go fight the Lord. Uh, all right, never mind. Look, he he's not used to being mortal yet. <laughs> No. <laughs> Took a lot out of know, him. As we all know from his, oh, did you forget to eat today? No. In fact, I decided to get the day's eating out of the way immediately, and I sat down and I ate and I ate and I ate until I couldn't eat another bite. Oh, sounds like you ate too much then. Being mortal is complicated. One of my favorite exchanges in this game. Yes. Anyway, regardless, so th- is that what you've been doing this week? Have you done any uh, other Diablo- games? Diablo until my eyes bleed. Uh, did some Assassin's Creed because I wanted the story creators coming out, and I wanted to like think about what stories I'm going to make, uh, which I'm still thinking about. But that's I'm super excited about that. Uh, watched a ton of E3 because you know, hey, it's the future. Games will be coming, and I want yes. to know what they are. Anything cool that you particularly enjoy coming out of E3? Uh, I'm going to mention something that I don't care about at all, just because I'm so happy for my friends. Uh, Animal Crossing is getting a new installment that I among know. other. Among other cool things, allows you to play, like, you can change your skin tone. So, it, finally, people of color can play as themselves, like, essentially. They can they can match their own skin tone. You'd think I mean, they'd they, have done that years ago. They have different skin tones in, like, Pocket Camp, but it's not what I would call a particularly diverse palette to choose from at no, all. This is straight up, people are, like, you know, super excited. They're excited for a lot of reasons. One person I saw said, I am so excited for Tom Nook's Fire Festival. Yes. <laughs> just, the idea of Tom Nook running Fire Festival is like, oh my god, I didn't know I needed to see this until now. I don't, I'm not going to play a lot of it, because I'm not a big Animal Crossing player, but I'm, I'm super excited for people who are getting it, because I know people who love it, just e- love Fire Like Animal Crossing, me. So. <laughs> like you. Yeah. But, I, but like lots of people. I am really excited about it. Animal Crossing is one of those games where it's like, people go... Oh, it's a kid's game. Why are you playing a little kid's game? The thing is, is like, it's much like Stardew Valley in the sense that it's a very calming game to play. And yeah, it's like no stress. I don't know. It's just like a little stress relief. You go on, collect a few things, catch some bugs, talk to your animal buddies. No pressure. You just fiddle around. And yeah, that's what I've always liked about Animal Crossing. (laughs) I don't like that dismissive thing like, oh, it's a kid's game. Like, technically speaking, um, some of the best games ever made are kids' games. So, you know, Breath of the Wild is definitely aimed at, like, a kid's audience. uh, And that's fine. And furthermore, you know, when I... My dad used to sit down and play games with me. 
that's their their games for kids. That's how me and dad could play them together. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the few things my dad and I did, like, when I was growing up. It was one of the real good memories I have of an otherwise fractious relationship is us sitting down and playing, like, Atari 2600 stuff. And it's like, no, why are you why are you acting like that's a bad thing? If you, you don't like it, here's a cool thing. Don't play it. I've never, I haven't played in a, uh, I haven't played an Animal Crossing game since the first one. I said, this isn't for me. And I stopped, and now what people was who the like first it, one? Was that like GameCube or something? I can't yeah, remember. it was because I also had the Godzilla game for the GameCube. I had Animal Crossing in the Godzilla game, and I preferred Animal Crossing to the Godzilla game. That's how bad that my Godzilla roommate, game was. Yeah, my roommate he had Animal Crossing, um, and he had a GameCube, and that's how I learned about it. Was watching him play, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, this game is really neat." So yeah, it um, was very much like when World of Warcraft came out with its garrison. I was like, "This is yeah. pretty Animal Crossing." There's this there's some Animal Crossing influence in this this thing, which isn't surprising if you've ever like looked at uh Corey Stockton's Twitter feed. That that dude is not shy about loving Nintendo. Nor no. should he be, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah. No, I really uh, appreciated that. Um I think that the new Pokemon game is shaping up to be really interesting and I'm looking forward to playing that. Um what I'm really excited about is Link's Awakening is coming out for the Switch, the remake that they did. It's coming out the day after my birthday this year. And did you watch the gameplay on that one? Because it's it's really, it's just adorable from a graphics standpoint. The way that they put it, it looks like claymation. It's it's so cute. Um, and I really feel like they got, it's weird because it looks nothing like the actual like Game Boy version that came out way back when, right? But no, it no, feels like not. they it feels like they captured the flavor of that one because it didn't feel like your usual Zelda game. It was like, you know, a little mini Zelda game. And this looks like a little mini Zelda game. I don't know. It looks really cute and I can't wait to play it because I I really liked the original. Um, I remember playing, I stole my brother's Game Boy (laughs) to play the original when I was really little. (laughs) And and I beat it before he did. He was so mad. But I loved that game. I loved it so much. (laughs) I think anyway. I will say I'm going to take an opportunity to take a shot at Blizzard here. Uh, not a not an evil, mean spirited one, but guys, uh, other companies are making Diablo Four. You need to get on this before they put Diablo Four out before you do, because Darksiders is getting basically Diablo Four, and Minecraft is getting basically Diablo Four. Um, it's getting pretty thick on the field. Uh, did you see the Minecraft Dungeons one? No, I did not. But it's, it um, is so Diablo. I feel like this kind of segues into news stuff because we don't have a ton of news to talk about this week, but one of the bits of news actually ties into what you were talking about. Blizzard, a a rumor came out. It's a rumor, supposedly from, you know, various sources within Blizzard, but it has neither been confirmed nor denied that Blizzard canceled a StarCraft FPS game to focus everybody's efforts on Diablo 4 and more surprisingly to me anyway Overwatch 2 um which is different uh what do you think about all this well i mean first off the, what really surprised me is this is the, one of the sources is a longtime blizzard animator for uh Overwatch who was working on a project for blizzard for 2 years he tweeted oh yeah i'm leaving blizzard uh, nothing against them, but I got a new opportunity. Unfortunately, the thing I've been working on for the past two years will never see the light of day. That's what he tweeted when he left. And he then tweeted later, he goes, hey, please don't hate on Blizzard. It's just what happens in game development. Some things don't get made. 
Uh, and that's to me, wow. Okay. Uh, he's, he's tweeting like something did happen, whether it's exactly what the rumors say, something happened, um, for them to work on a game for two years and then just not do it is not uncommon, but it's a big deal when it happens. That's what happened to Titan. Um, that's what happened to ghost. In fact, it's even the same genre as what happened to ghost. You know what I mean? Like, Blizzard, every so often Blizzard decides, let's make a StarCraft FPS game, spends a couple years developing it, and then decides, nah, let, let's not. That's a silly idea. Let's not do it. And then they like, the cycle continues. So this is the second time. Um, I was fascinated. Did you see the bit about how it's a, a, it's a PvE-focused Overwatch game? Yes. Now ask What's... me how excited I am about that. H- how excited are you about that? <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> it's like, to me, it doesn't sound like Overwatch Two. It sounds like like a spinoff, not a sequel. I don't you know think I mean? that it's. I don't think that it's a direct sequel. I don't think we're going to see a clone Overwatch Part Two FPS people playing against each other team based gameplay. I think we're going to see an actual like story successor, maybe a story based successor to Overwatch. Not. I don't think it's going to be an MMO. I don't think that they'd make it an MMO. I don't know. They might. But I doubt it. To me, it sounds more like, well, and you know what? No, I'm I'm going to backtrack that. To me, in my own wishful thinking world, what they are working on right now is a single player RPG game. I don't know if it's going to be an RPG, but I did you did you? I'm going to go back reason, to this because respawn. The reason I say well, this me... is because I really want them to make one of these. No, gonna... I got you. Yeah. I'm... Okay. Here's, I'm just clarifying thing, for the audience so they don't jump down my throat or think that what I'm saying is, no, it's not. I, I, yeah. I don't know anything about it. This is just what I want them to do. That's all. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Rossi. My my thinking is based on the fact that like in the past couple of years, uh, Electronic Arts bought Respawn Entertainment and they, they put them on Apex Leg- Legends, which I think we all know by now Apex Legends is a big deal. Uh, they came out and they, they jumped so. into the they jumped into the battle royale multiplayer thing, and they carved out a space. They made Fortnite and uh, I can't remember the other one besides Fortnite, <laughs> just PUBG. They made Fortnite and PUBG both kind of like step back and take notice. Uh, then they put Respawn on a new Star Wars game. They're they're making Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is interesting to me because to me the 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 game that they made before they got bought by EA was called Titanfall 2. It was a sequel to their game Titanfall. Yeah, I remember Titanfall that. Titanfall 2, Titanfall Titanfall, the original Titanfall was very Overwatchy except it was robots and it was all multiplayer robot fighting. And Titanfall 2 had a story campaign. And it is the story campaign to Titanfall 2 that I keep looking at and thinking about when I hear they're doing an Overwatch game with PvE focus. I'm thinking like I see this idea of this campaign story unfolding with various characters, like you'd switch between them. I don't know if you'd call that an RPG because I don't know how much choice there's going to be in it or how much exploration, which, I mean, if they did an, an, an RPG of it, would I be excited? Yes. How many years have you and I been saying we want a single player RPG out of Blizzard? Um, and to For use so the long. Overwatch. Yeah. And to use Overwatch. Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm there, but I keep looking at that model because it it reminds me of what was really big and like one of the things that they said about it was that it was kind of similar to battlefield and battlefront what they were working on internally was similar to that with the original the starcraft game that got canceled was similar to battlefield and battlefront and that again reminds me of titanfall 2 and the campaign because that was very much inspired by the same kind of gameplay so that's where i'm leaning towards what it's going to be but i mean i have no more information than you do 
Do you and want me to use my magic brain powers and come up with a, 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 a prediction? Because I do have a prediction. Oh, sure. Go for it. I, I've got one too, but I want to hear Okay. This. My prediction, we are going to get some kind of a PVE title. Maybe it'll be an RPG, maybe not. But I believe that it's going to involve the original formation of Overwatch and the Omnic Crisis. And the reason that I say this is that they had a graphic novel, an origin story graphic novel that was scheduled to come out and it was going to tell the story of all of that stuff. And then it got canceled. And it got I'm... canceled. When it got canceled, they said, you know, they wanted to go a different direction with the story or whatever. Da, 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 da. Sometimes these things change. I'm wondering if they canceled it because they looked at it and they said, you know what? We should just make this into a game. I'm so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because do you remember they had a Diablo comic book that was going to come out last year? Yes. And then they canceled it? Yes. And now they're working supposedly on Diablo 4 full-time? Like they've shifted like people onto it, and they're making a heavy yes. push for this year? That's what I think Diablo 4 is going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think we're going to get to see Inarius and Lilith finally. Oh, that would make and me we're happy. And we're going to focus on the Nephilim big time. It's going to pick up the end of Reaper of Souls where Tyrael realizes he has created a monster. I was going to say, it has to focus on the Nephilim with the way that all of that ended yeah, with Reaper of um, Souls. I, so, I can't see them going any other way with it. They're going to have to do something with that because they left it on that note. Um, yep. The Overwatch thing, it's... I think that's why that's why I'm making that prediction is because, like I said, that graphic novel got canceled and it got canceled long enough ago that that would have been the point where they would have had started development on something and had something to announce this year. It would have given them enough time for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, like it's one of the reasons I think that last year's the the stuff that was announced last year and then didn't happen has me thinking that they shifted gears and started going in that direction. I am also wondering yeah. if this is why we haven't seen as many animated shorts because they are very much working on this new title. Well, based on the, uh, the animation reel for the uh, animator who, who uh, resigned, there was definitely work going on. Like he, he talks yeah. about two years of work on this. So there's stuff going on, not just the, the canceled Starcraft game, but in and of itself, man, that canceled Starcraft game, I, whew, I, I wish that, that that they'd said something about that. Like, you know, this is I mean, what it, it was going to be. cool to see because the thing is, is like we haven't seen anything from StarCraft in forever. Yeah. Much. And doing StarCraft in the Overwatch engine is fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. like, like there's there's an idea for you. you. With the workshop in StarCraft, I mean, in Overwatch, you could do something very weird and interesting with StarCraft in a situation like that. I feel like there's still more stories that could legit be told in the StarCraft universe too. I don't think that, that StarCraft 2 and like everything that came out, I don't think that that necessarily resolved the story 100% or ended it on a note where it absolutely could not continue further. No, um, no, I agree. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you, but I kind of like it when Blizzard delves into the sci-fi. I'm not a big StarCraft player because I am not really good at that style of game. The whole resource management thing, not really my cup of tea. But I do like the story from StarCraft and I like following the story of StarCraft because I think that that part is interesting. I like, I like sci-fi stuff. I mean, I love Mass Effect, you know? Mass Effect was amazing. 
I would like to see a StarCraft title done in that style. That would be cool. Anyway. You can do either Overwatch or StarCraft in that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be down. Yeah. If they went, if they went, oh, if they take Overwatch and they go the Bioware route, because Bioware is, I don't know what Bioware is doing right now. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that they're working on Dreadwolf Rises because I need another Dragon Age game. I just do. But what they did with Anthem, I mean, they left the door open and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey swept in and said, hi, we'll pick up where you left off and do so really well. I'm kind of wondering if maybe we'll see Overwatch go that direction and I would love to see it. I would just love to see... Blizzard, please. <laughs> just you have so many talented people. You could do an RPG and you could do it you could make it magical. I, I have faith in you on this front. Anyway. Uh so yeah, that was one bit of news. I think we've rambled enough about that. Um we also I think we need to talk about it's gone now. It is gone now. It left yesterday. Recruit a friend went bye bye. Um it's coming back at some point. I don't think we know what it's going to look like when it comes back, do we? No, we know nothing. They've said it will be back. That's it. That's all we know. So basically, at this point, the rewards that you could get through Recruit a Friend, you can't get them anymore. And that includes, uh, oh, what is it? The Obsidian Nightwing, the Emerald Hippogriff, yeah. Center Main Charger, mm-hmm. uh, the Touring Rocket that was like, that's a two-seater one, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, the battle pets, I think there was like the gold and silver pig and the jade and the Zapao tiger. You can't get those anymore. And yep, they're all they may or may not be also, coming back when Recruiter Friend comes back. I don't know. Yeah, that's all. We should also point out that the other stuff tied into Recruiter Friend, like the ability to teleport instantly to the person who is your friend for Recruiter Friend, the ability to both get a 50% XP boost when you're playing together and the ability to gift levels. Uh, like you, Every time your recruited friend gets two levels, they can give you a level. Not, they don't have to give you their levels. They keep theirs. They just give you a level every time they get up two. They can, they can just say, here, here's a free level. You go up one. Now, all that's also gone, and we don't know when or if it will be back. Uh, they're redesigning the system, and we don't know what that means. There's there's no more information. Just we're taking it down, we're putting it on hiatus, and we're going to rework it so that it you know works better for people. And that's all we know. So we might get some of it back, we might get none of it back, we don't know. Yeah, this is not the first time that they've redone Recruit a Friend. I feel like I should point that out, because originally, when they first came out with the program, uh, I think the only reward was the Zevra. I think so, yeah, or... They might they might have been yeah the zebra because that's not a recruiter friend thing anymore but it used to be it was yeah. and I have that mount because I what I ended up doing was I opened a second account a second Blizzard account and recruiter friended myself is is how I played that um, because I really 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 wanted that zebra mount so bad anyway so it got a revamp at some point where the rewards changed and the reward system changed where you could like choose a different like they had a whole selection of mounts that you could choose from and every once in a while they would add a new one to it but i don't think that they've ever revamped exactly how it works like this before you know what i mean i think the last time they did anything like that and they didn't revamp the you know the xp type stuff but when they the last time they revamped it i think was missa pandaria because i'm pretty sure that's when they introduced the the various battle pets yeah 
uh, I think that's when they introduced because it used to be just pegs. mounts. It was just mounts, yeah. and then they added the battle pets to it and said, "Oh, you can pick any one of these things, and it's not. It's like you got currency that you could use to buy the thing or pick a thing or something. I, or I don't remember how it worked exactly because I didn't use that version of it. It's still though. It still had the same bonuses, the same benefits and everything. If you've recruited your friend, you got, you know, the boost to all the stuff. You got the teleportation. You got all of that. And it all worked the same way. I'm wondering, are they changing the way the reward system is structured or are they changing the rewards themselves? Yeah, no idea. But I don't, I think the basic rewards work fine. Like, I, I think the teleport to your friend, share XP with your friend, uh, and, you know, get an XP bonus when you're with your friend stuff all works fine. That I don't have a problem with, um, but I do think they might they might want to revamp it if they're going to revamp leveling again, which they feels like there's something that they're thinking about doing. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Um, with WoW Classic coming out this year, I, I don't know what their current goals are for that kind of thing. I don't the, know what they're thinking about. The thing that I'm wondering is... Are they going to have the 50% bonus XP while you're grouped? Because let's face it, with heirlooms, there's not really any reason to have additional bonus XP. Heirlooms, you've got the monk thing. There's, And you remember when we were leveling without heirlooms and how fast it was going? Yeah, like, it was. We, we were leveling once a week for like a three hour chunk of time. And it would be a rare session. We didn't go up three or five levels. Yeah. We were we were cruising. We went. We took a we took a year, but it we in that year we got all the way to Legion max level. But that year wasn't and even like a full year. It was like three no, it was three, hours, it was three a hours a week. Yeah, it was three hours a week. If you actually add up the amount of time, it wasn't a lot of time. No, like it was something like seventy hours played to get to level one ten. So part of me is wondering, like, if it's that easy to level nowadays, is that fifty percent bonus XP? Is that actually worth it? Is it? Or, or should they be necessary. looking at some kind of alternative to it? And that's what I'm wondering. That's why I'm kind of wondering, well, are they going to are they gonna revamp that portion of it to something that maybe is a little bit more viable or something that players might want a little bit more than just another XP boost? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. It's interesting to think about, but I couldn't tell you what they're currently going for. When do you think it'll come back? Do you think do you think it's going to come back like this summer or do you think maybe they're going to announce the overhaul at BlizzCon? I honestly I couldn't tell you. I have one thing in mind for BlizzCon, like one thing I I am really sure they're going to do at this BlizzCon and everything else is up in the air. What's the uh, one thing? But, okay. Uh you asked Warcraft 3 Reforged doesn't have a release date yet. Nope. However, it's on the the pre-order page. It says on or before December 31st, 2019. You think it's going to come out at BlizzCon? No. I think it's going to come out November 23rd. Because November 23rd, 1994, is when Warcraft 1, the Warcraft Orcs oh. vs. Humans, came out. And November 23rd, 2004, is when World of Warcraft came out. So November 23rd... 2019 is the 25th anniversary of the Warcraft franchise that and the 15th anniversary day. of WoW. Yeah, I think that's going to be the release date for Warcraft 3 Reforged. I think they're going to definitely announce that at BlizzCon. I don't think they're going to announce it before that. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something about Warcraft 3. I'm wondering yeah. about World of Warcraft. Do you think we're going to get an expansion announcement? Because, like, I don't people know, seem to think I... that they're going to be focusing on Diablo and Overwatch, which means that 
not so much World of Warcraft, but they're not I, doing I Gamescom. Like, yeah, I feel like people are assuming that that 8.2 is the last major raid of this expansion. Like people have been saying, you know, well, 8.2 is the last raid, isn't it? Ishara is the last raid. I don't see where you're getting that. Like it feels like the story does not even half done when Ashara's Eternal Palace is done. The the major threats aren't dealt with. Sylvanas is still in power. It doesn't feel like end point of an expansion to me. It feels like midpoint, but that's yeah. weird though because we are traditionally from a timeline standpoint, this should be an expansion and announcement year because it's like every other year. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily saying they won't do one. I just feel like if they do an expansion announcement, it's going to be ending, you know, and after that, this expansion name and then walk off the stage. Like, it feels like that kind of thing to me. If we get a WoW, if we get WoW news, most of it's going to be about patch 8.3, which I believe is going to happen because we have 8.2 coming up, I assume in the next month or so. And then we have 8.2.5 with new models and some other stuff in it. I think there's going to be an 8.3. I really do. I don't think this is the last major patch of this expansion. And whatever 8.3 is going to be, is going to be, I think, the major focus of BlizzCon. Like, it's going to be patch 8.3 is coming, and this is what it is. And then at the end, it'll be like the Argus announcement from BlizzCon, I want to say 2017, uh, when when Ian just said, and yeah, and at patch 8.3, we go to Argus. I mean, 7.3, and drop the mic. I think there'll be like a... This is the next World of Warcraft uh, Battle for Azeroth patch. This is where this storyline gets resolved. And then, you know, next next expansion is boom, and then they'll walk off. Uh, probably your Black Empire idea. I haven't come up with an idea that I think is better, so I'm still assuming that one's going to be the next one. But that that's all I have for World of Warcraft, because I do think... I, I'm just, at this point, I am saying it again. I'm, gonna, I'm setting myself up for heartbreak, but I am pinning my hopes on Diablo 4 for... BlizzCon this year. I really think they have to make the announcement. Yeah, I feel like they have to do Diablo 4. Um, As far as 8.2 goes, I'm still still looking at July 2nd for 8.2. And the only reason I say that is because that's when Shadowbringers is coming out for Final Fantasy. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. They do like to do that sometimes. They do enjoy doing that sometimes. Anyway, regardless, we should probably move on. Um, there was another article, you did this actually, where you were talking about the cinematics in 8.2 and how mm-hmm. that's kind of showing the evolution of storytelling in WoW. You want to talk yeah. about that? Uh, no spoilers, because we're, no. we're not going to spoil 8.2 content, just to, war- just to no. give everybody a heads up, but go ahead. Yeah, the, the article was more about how the, the, in- the thing that they're doing a lot more of nowadays, they, they do more regular cinematics, like they did the, the Thrall one that was a reveal and we saw it, we got to see Thrall, we know he's coming in, but they're doing a lot, lot more in-game rendered cinematics. There's like, like 10 or 12 of them in 8.2 touching on various moments, both of the war campaign and the, the Nazjatar stuff. And I I don't need like to, to, to give you any spoilers to say they feature your character. Your character is in these scenes. Even if they're not the lead of the scenes, your character is there doing stuff. They're they're on stage. They're visible. That's something you can't do with the really flashy, high definition, like like the Sylvanas. You know, the Sylvanas narrated one about the attack on Undercity is a beautiful, gorgeous, fully rendered, lovely cinematic. Your character isn't in it because I mean, how could they be? 
you know, uh, they, they, they can't really do that, but they can put your character in an, in, in a rendered in game cinematic. You can be standing right next to, uh, I'm going to make up a character who's not in any of these cinematics. You can be standing right next to Johnny awesome. Uh, you remember Johnny awesome. He, if he's got a cinematic, you can do be right I next ever. to him. <laughs> yeah. But that, and I think that's really amazing because it doesn't necessarily make you the mover and shaker. You're not like the main stage character for all of them, but you're there. It centers things on what you can actually experience. You, you know, this happened because you saw it and it, you know, you saw it because there you are. It changes the, the point of view. It makes the point of view very centralized on your character. And I, th- I think that's just absolutely fascinating that they've made that step because it is something that they didn't have before Legion. Uh-uh. And in Legion, no, nope, they, no, nope, they, nope. you know, I have to go back here. I have to go way okay. back and I have to point out the first iteration of this that we saw. And it was a place that we didn't like very much. It was Oldham. Your okay, character yeah, was in fair. those Oldham cutscenes with Harrison Jones and people didn't really appreciate it that much because it was, they kind of went overboard with it. To the point where it was like, we're going to put a cutscene in here where your character walks three steps and looks towards the horizon. (laughs) There was like no real impact there. It was just, can I just play the game, please? But yeah, I think that's the first place where I've seen. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's that's absolutely true. I I've blocked all them out. So, but I mean, in Oldham, your character could be there or not there, and it wouldn't matter at all. Whereas in these, your character being there is usually somewhat important, but not crucial to what you're, what's going on. And it really depends on the ones. I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say Magni has more, oh, Azeroth's dying and you've got to save it, champion quests. And there's the cutscenes there. They really center your character because your character is the one with the heart of Azeroth. So, of course, your character is important. You're the one carrying around Azeroth's heart around your neck like a piece of bling you should be doing stuff. That's that's why you have it. Whereas with the other stuff, the war campaign stuff, you're less important, but you're you're there more as a witness and not just, you know, I'm going to take three steps and do nothing. But as things are unfolding, there you are. You're you're there next to the people. You're, you're taking part in the action. So I, I do think it's really interesting to see them use this tool more and, and more in more comfortable ways like not in uncomfortable ways quite frankly there's do you remember the uh battle maiden quest going back to to fashir oh yeah there's one quest in in nazjatar which is not a direct reference to the battle maiden but it has you doing something and the cinematic shows your character doing it and it's very reminiscent uh and it, it made me think almost immediately of that quest it just it is really interesting to see them doing this because it is it is a different focus. It's not just, wow, okay, in quest te- it's it used to always be you'd go up and you'd talk to a quest giver and the quest giver would tell you how amazingly important you were and then you'd just go do a quest. But now the quest actually stops to show you in a pivotal moment. And that I think is fascinating because it's it's not just sit here and read about how great you are. It's observe yourself as you do something. Uh, and I, I don't want to get rid of quest decks and I think, you know, quest decks still serves a purpose and I like quest decks, quite frankly, I, I wouldn't be the guy I am if I hadn't been spending years pouring through it, but I do like that they've broadened out their toolkit. That's pretty much without going to spoilers. That's pretty much all I have to say on that subject though. I think, I think what I enjoy about it and this kind of goes back to the whole Oldham thing is that we didn't care for Oldham 
despite the fact that Oldham had these cutscenes that showed our character, but we care about these. And I think that the difference there is that, number one, they did go overboard with it in Oldham, but number two, in Oldham, when they went to those cutscenes, it was basically to highlight Harrison Jones more than your character, really. It was like your character was there, but they were reacting to what this main character was doing, and they weren't necessarily doing what you, the player, imagined your character doing. And they seem to have learned from that experience and made it so that these cinematics take place at impactful moments and it's just those impactful moments it's not you're gonna watch you know walk three steps look over the horizon or whatever it's you're doing some kind of important ceremony or something or you're witnessing a really important meeting or something um or you're rescuing somebody that really needed to be rescued that kind of thing it's those impactful moments so it doesn't feel like a waste of space, I guess. It doesn't no, feel like a waste yeah. of time. It actually feels like yeah. something cool. I think I use the term centering you in the narrative because you're a part of what's happening. The, the Harrison Jordan, Jones stuff, you could have been anybody. You weren't doing anything. You you're were basically along for the ride. Yeah. You're not even short round uh, to use Harrison Jones, Indiana Jones stuff. You're not even short round. <laughs> no. You at least did things. You're, you are random person getting to get to bask in Harrison Jones's amazingness. And I'm sorry, he never really won me over on that. I never thought he was that amazing. So there is certainly something to be said for that kind of content, but it has to be handled correctly. And I think they are handling it correctly. This expansion. The first time that I played through Oldham, I thought it was very entertaining. And then every subsequent time, I just, I wanted to gouge my eyes out because it was so boring. And I think the reason I found it so entertaining in the first place was because by that point, it was like day one of expansion launch and we'd been up for so long playing nonstop that everything was funny. <laughs> well, also there's no obliteration, which is yes. one of the better. That was a good I mean, quest. It's a horrific quest when you think about it, but it's a it fun is. quest. I mean, there's a reason that they brought it back in, in this expansion uh, when you're going through all those goblins on a fire elemental, it's essentially just no obliteration again. And there's a reason it got came back because it is fun. It's fun. It's just straight up fun. It's why you play games like, um, oh my gosh, what's the one with the ball? You roll it around. Katamari. Katamari Namacy? Yes, that one. It's like playing that only with gnomes, which isn't quite as cool. But yeah, anyway, regardless. Um, that's really it for the news this week. I don't think we really have anything else major to discuss, do we? No. Um, a lot of stuff is actually more about how we don't know stuff. Like, we just still don't have a release date for Diablo Immortal. Uh, we don't have a release date for, you know, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. We, you know, they've they've been pretty tight-lipped on release dates. That's that's kind of the... They didn't do E3, so... no. Uh, and I was thinking that maybe they would do something there, but they did not. So Yeah, so it's kind of like everybody else is doing all their news now, and Blizzard isn't. And we don't know when they're going to. Like Right now, I, it feels like all our hopes are basically pointed at BlizzCon, because that's that's their convention, and it's the one that they've, you know, they will have not done any news for anything else this year, really. See, I figured maybe we'd see something at E3 because they weren't doing Gamescom, but nope. I don't. What else is in between? PAX? When is PAX? Yeah, PAX, one of the PAXs they, is up in between now and when then. They, but when they do PAX stuff, they tends to be like, you know, ooh, new Hearthstone stuff or ooh, new Heroes or you know, Heroes of the Storm. And they did do a Heroes of the Storm 
uh, they they're they're doing the mecha. Oh yeah, car- the mecha skins again. So, but that was like you know, it's the same thing, just more skins. I think Anduin got a new skin. It's it looked not, really like, cool, a, though. It does look really cool. Quite frankly, uh, Anduin's a pretty good character for heroes. I've played him like twice now. Yeah, I'm I'm inept as heck at him. I I am not the guy you want playing Anduin on your team, but but you know. he's fun. Oh yeah, he's very interesting for a healer. Okay. Um, we should go ahead and hop into emails here. If you happen to have an email for the show, you can email that to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Just be sure that you put Blizzard Watch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show. Anyway, uh, we got quite a few different emails this week, so we'll just go ahead and jump in. First one is from I don't know because it doesn't have a name on it, which makes me sad. So uh, we're just going to say this is from Random Orc number 152, who says, I started playing during the ending of Wrath of the Lich King, so I never got to, quote-unquote, enjoy Classic. If Classic becomes super popular, do you think this will give Blizzard a chance to redo and do things differently story and character-wise with past expansions? Also, I keep hearing YouTubers talk about how Classic WoW is much harder but way more fun than Battle for Azeroth. Do you feel the same way? You're the one who's playing Beta Classic, so I'm going to throw that last bit to you. Um, my, in my opinion, it is not harder. Uh, in in fact, I'm just going to say this. WoW Classic is mechanically much simpler than current World of Warcraft. Current World of Warcraft demands, especially in, in dungeon and raid encounters, demands a lot more focus and concentration than classic mechanics. With classic, either you're geared enough to stomp it or you're not. And a lot of this, the difficulty of World of Warcraft classic is I have crap gear or I'm too low level. Or and, I don't have enough fire resistance. Well, it isn't even that because we're talking leveling here. Oh, okay. Like I'm, you're leveling up in, in I'm WoW talking class. about raiding. I'm sorry, I went yeah. there. Okay. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. In, in raiding, that's absolutely true. But in terms of like playing WoW Classic, leveling your character, do you die a lot more than you will leveling in the modern game? Absolutely, you will, because characters don't have ways to escape that they have now. Characters won't have stuff like victory rush, or that they can use to like you know heal between you know killing you know mobs. So if you get an ad in WoW Classic, you're likely to die. Um, it makes playing a stealth character you're very dependent on stealth. If you can't get a vanish off, if you can't escape, you'll die. Uh, I've seen rogues getting their faces torn off by just two mobs, just two mobs. Imagine you're playing World of Warcraft now and two mobs just kill you and there's nothing you can do about it. No amount of good play will get you out of this. You simply don't have the gear and that's all it is. It's I'm not high enough level or I don't have enough gear and that's all it ever is. It's never, this is so much more challenging. It's not more challenging because there's no way you could have survived. There's no way, unless you are one of these like very few people with astonishing reflexes and just an absolutely perfect sense of timing, you're going to get run down and killed. So I don't buy that it's harder. I'm going to interrupt you there and say, or if you're a Forsaken Shadow Priest because they're not invincible. But beyond that, okay, go ahead. Even even them, even they can die if they pull too many things. Uh, Because, like I said, it comes down to... I played one in vanilla and we were so OP. It was great. Anyway, um, sorry. It comes down to, are are you high enough level? Do you have the gear? And especially when you are leveling in a situation where you can't go to the auction house because there's nothing there. Like, uh, you know, this is, this is early on the, in the beta. There's no real auction house stuff that, you know, you're going to get, um, a max level is 40. 
So as you're leveling up, people are just starting to get gear that would be useful to you and putting it up for ridiculous gold prices that you don't have. Nobody has. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's going to be another big adjustment that classic players are going to have to make. Um, yeah. Especially if you never played classic before. Nobody has that much. When you get your first gold piece, it's like a milestone. Yeah, it takes you like I was running on silver. Yeah, you're running on silver for the longest time. And if you'd see, if I'd gotten to stay in the beta, it went down today. But if I'd gotten to stay in it, I could open my bags and I have two gold at level twenty. Yeah, and that was like, wow, I'm being a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm thrifty. This character is very thrifty. Uh, And keep in mind that when I hit level forty, I'm gonna have to spend like eighty gold to get a mount if you have it. Yeah. So there's. This is, none of this is meant to me for me to be saying that WoW Classic is bad necessarily, uh, but it is mechanically simpler. The idea that it's more complicated, more complex, or more challenging only comes from its paucity. You don't have stuff. That's what stops you. It's not, wow, this is so in-depth and requires so much concentration. Absolutely not. Uh, if you're geared properly, you will face roll stuff. If I had, like, if, if I had heirlooms... I would not be dying. The but I don't have heirlooms. Though, they don't exist. The challenge, though, is that you don't know when you're going to get good gear. Like, or there's if. no place you can just farm good gear from. There are dungeons, and the dungeons have some good pieces, but they're not going to kit you out entirely. You, you no, don't and... see sets or anything like that until you hit level 60, if you're lucky. Um, and also, with dungeons, you also have to keep in mind... As you're leveling, if you are running dungeons, mm-hmm. there are no tools to get you into dungeons. No. So you have to put together a group yourself, which means standing in trade chat and saying, "Hey guys, I've done two dungeons on the on the beta. <laughs> uh, I've been asked to I've I've been asked to do 200 dungeons on the beta. Like people will whisper you, they will look, find that the, oh hey, there's a warrior, and immediately whisper me, begging me to do a dungeon with them. Again, it doesn't matter. Like I've I've been asked to do dead mines a couple hundred times, and that's that's just how classic ran too. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> that's just how it worked, and none of this is meant to be like a a snar a sneer or a scoffing, but it is if you like that if that is what you want out of World of Warcraft if you want World of Warcraft to be the game it was in two thousand four then WoW Classic is every bit what you want it is superior to World of Warcraft as it is now. If that's the experience you want, but is it better? Is it more challenging? Absolutely not. Uh, mechanically and sophistication-wise, the modern game is much better and much more demanding. To the point, they may have gone overboard, quite frankly, on how much they want sophistication-wise from raiding. Like uh, I think Deb wrote an article for us about how complicated raiding can be just to do normal mode now. And she's right. Rating has gotten very complicated. The mechanical demands are much more like when people start running you know, molten core, they're going to be like, that's it. I remember I did a story, uh, like an opinion piece about this back on um, the other website that we wrote for where I was talking about that, like the progression of rating, because at that point, I want to say that we were in we were either in Cataclysm or Missa Pandaria. And I people missed the point because I was talking about how we're all kind of like smart kids now and people were like well you're saying that other people are dumb and that wasn't really the point I was making the point that I was making was that we as players the way that we process these fights and everything else that's going on something that seemed like it was super complicated back in vanilla isn't anymore 
and Blizzard has to keep coming up with new ways to challenge us. Do you remember in Cata when we would run um, every fight we would run, the Guildmaster would explain it as Omnitron? Yes. That's something that we learned how to be able to do through the course of multiple expansions. Yeah. That while classic players, when you originally played in vanilla, there was no, there were no fights unless you played like EverQuest or something. There was no body of experience to draw on. Your guild master couldn't tell you this fight was like Omnitron because Omnitron didn't exist yet. No. But he couldn't tell you the fights were like anything, even though they weren't that complicated. Blizzard created a Blackwing Lair fight called Razor Gore, which was at the time It was the, the most, most complex thing. Yeah. Oh. And it, it comes down to mind controlling an ad and using it to break eggs while the rest of your group kites and kills other ads. It's basically That's it. distract everything else while you're breaking eggs. That's all it is. And we lost our minds because it was so much more than we were ever expected to do. We were like, what happened to just having to, you know, tank or banish some ads so we could kill a boss? Now we got to run around. And then we moved on to to that point. The most complicated thing was Gar. And the reason Gar was so complicated was because you had to have off tanks to handle the rock guys. And you had to have warlocks that could banish the rock guys. And you couldn't mark anything. So you basically, your raid leader had to target something, and then whoever was going to banish that target had to do, you know, target of target. (laughs) The setup was the most complicated part. The setup was the most complicated part. But once you got that part done, then it was okay. And I remember, like, the guild I was in had so many warlocks that we would banish everything but one ad and just yeah. kill that one ad, you know? Well, you had 40 so, players at the time. And I, I think the yeah. most complicated thing in Molten Core, it wasn't it wasn't Ragnaros. It was, uh, oh my gosh, uh, the one that unlocks it all. Major Domo. Major Domo Executive? Yeah, yeah, Major Domo. Because he had so many ads and the different ads did different things and you had to do and certain they things be to killed. each ad. Yeah. Yeah, could they, like not all of them could be killed or some weird thing like you had to get them spaced it, some out of them, some of them did sheeps and some of them did mana burns and you had to like space them out and put the appropriate people on the appropriate ones and make sure that the healers didn't and that one was actually like from a technical standpoint at that point in time it was ridiculously complicated and when you got to Ragnaros it wasn't anywhere near as bad what was bad about Ragnaros was just he put out ridiculous amounts of fire damage yeah, it was he did a ton of fire damage and he had some ads. He had an ad phase where you couldn't work on it. And he you did that thing where down. he would explode you in the air, and if you were near anybody else, they would also, ex- you know, there was like the lava around yeah. that kind of environmental factors, and basically. The, and if you were tanking him, he he did the wave. Yeah. So you had to put yourself up against a wall so that you didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But this none of this stuff is nearly as complex as the average raid fight today. And that's. Again, it's not that it's bad. It's that it is a product of a different time. The game we have now is the game that was built 15 years on top of that. So I I don't feel like, no, it's so much more challenging. Nope, it's not challenging because there is no actual challenge. It's just, are you geared? Yeah, and I think that the part that's fun about Classic, it isn't necessarily that it's harder. It's that the, the pressure that's there... In today's game, the one where you need to level, you need to get geared, you need to get your eye level up, you need to do all this other stuff, da 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 da, da. it doesn't exist in Classic. It just doesn't. I, There's no such classic, thing as eye level. 
there's no such thing. Yeah. There's yeah, when I do play you classic, have some green gear? I, because green gear's pretty good. Ooh, you have a piece of I blue guess. gear? That's fantastic. Wow. And then purple gear was just unheard of, right? Legendary. Yeah, if you were standing were... around you were standing around an Iron Forge with a set of purples, people would like they would whisper you to tell you how cool you looked. Yeah. Even if what you were wearing wasn't all that great. Yeah. Like, like it, I had, still, you looked cool because you matched and nobody else matched. I had an alt who was wearing Dungeon Set 2, the upgraded version. And I would have people ask, oh, wow, you got all of it? So, yeah. Um, but to, to answer the other thing, the, the, the question about is Blizzard going to use this as an opportunity to completely redo like the I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Like, no. are they going to do an alternate version of, of Burning Crusade? No, no, oh, no, no. If they even do Burning Crusade at all, it's going to just be Burning Crusade. They do not have the time to be like reimagining old expansions, guys. Like, I, I they aren't going to sit there and there. do story rewrites. That's that's not what this is for. This classic is basically to bring back that classic experience and let people play through it again. That's it. That's all. It's not, hey, we're going to revamp the story so it makes more sense. No, no, the nonsensical story and the strange parts that never got resolved, like, oh, I don't know, Sewer Varian Rin, um, that kind of stuff, that's just part of classic. It's part of WoW's history. They're not going to change it, and they're not going to do any weird rewrites or anything like that. And honestly, I think if they decide to go further with the whole classic experience... I don't see them going any further. Logistically speaking, they're not going to go any farther than Wrath, because Cataclysm was the one. Yeah, Cataclysm was the one that just kind of rewrote Classic and made it what it is right now. So there's no point. But I could see them do it with Burning Crusade. I could, and I could see them doing it with Wrath of the Lich King. It would be cool to have Battle for the Undercity back because that was actually like pretty cool. That whole yeah, scenario I, thing. I, I think if they did it with with Wrath they would have to basically not do it to the end patch. Like they'd actually have yeah. to pick a patch like around the middle. So, so you don't have like, you know, group finder yet. Cause group finder, once you got group finder, that's a big change in how the game plays. And if you want to have a classic experience, you want it to not have group finder. That's my feeling. But yeah, I think, I think really generally speaking, what makes classic more fun is that, it doesn't have those expectations that the modern game does. There there are no expectations. You're all starting from point one. You're all kind of venturing into this brave new world. Nobody cares what your gear score is. There's no such thing as gear score. Like, nobody cares. It's just you're playing to play. And, and to me, I mean, that's why I find Animal Crossing fun, is you're just playing to play. You're not playing because you need to get somewhere or do something or get better to get that's that's what world of warcraft has turned into that wasn't necessarily what it was on day one so i think that's what people are experiencing right now and that's what people are enjoying in my opinion i think that that's part of it one of the things i enjoyed like i really enjoyed a lot was when i went to red ridge and i got a quest I didn't really look at the quest and I went over the hill to kill the, the, the mob for the quest and it was a level 24 elite and I was level 19. Yep, good luck. And he <laughs> tore my face off and yep. I was like, I just laughed helplessly. There was no way I could kill that guy, but they gave me a quest to kill him anyway because I could have theoretically grouped up and you know gotten some people and tried him with like five people. I mean, I couldn't because it was 3am on the beta and there was nobody there, but 
You know what I mean? It's just, it's in more innocent time. And I, I use the word innocent on purpose. It's a time where things, nobody had really done this since EverQuest. And EverQuest was a, a game that was fully determined to punish you for everything. So it was like they were navigating a whole new kind of game terrain. And it was just different. So, yeah, I I don't think it's more complicated and I don't think they're going to just, oh, what if Illidan didn't get killed at the end of Burning Crusade? Like, no, they're, they're not going to Maybe do we'll put things. a cutscene in here that hints at Legion way down the No, they're not going to do that. Nope. This, the whole purpose of this is this is what it was. This is what you got. So. And sure, it might be broken in spots and it might be a little bit weird in spots and it might seem a little unfair in spots but that's a game you know and it's a good game it was a good game back then it's still a good game it might have broken bits but it's still good I don't know anyway we should go ahead and wrap it up here because we're running over time a little bit so I gotta say kudos to us for managing to go this far over time with this little news this week We only got the one email. That's okay. We can carry the over, the others over to next week. No problem. Speaking of which, if you guys have an email for the show about any of Blizzard's games, uh, you can go ahead and email podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Just make sure you put Blizzard Watch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show and not the lore show. Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast, site, and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And I think that's going to wrap us up. So, hey, Rossi, thanks, as always, for joining me. Thank you for having me. And Thanks, you guys, for listening, and we will see you again next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.